The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome into the Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Ashlyn Sullivan and Joe Fordyce here with you. Jordan will be here the next episode. It has been a busy week for the Flyers as we get ready for the trade deadline on Friday. A lot of talk of what's going to happen with this Flyers team and confirmation from General Manager Chuck Fletcher today and, and breaking news. Joe, the Flyers will be selling at the trade deadline on Friday. Yeah, uh, a lot. a lot of what I've heard come out of this team this week, I think, is things that the fan base and us in the media, things that we knew that they weren't saying, and now they're starting to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's an element of that that's refreshing. Um, but it also drives the point home that I, I don't, I don't think this team is any closer to where they want to be than they were a year ago at this time, uh, two years ago at this time. And quite frankly, they might be farther away Mm -hmm. than they were at these times because they have contracts that are sort of holding them down and things like that. So, but you can't go forward until you admit what's going on now. And I guess this is step one in that process. Um, But I think a lot of people hope they would be on maybe steps two or three Mm -hmm. instead of back at step one now, because I think when you look at other other teams and unfortunately you have a couple examples in some of the flyers biggest rivals the rangers and the devils started their rebuilds around the same time when the flyers did and those got fast forwarded now the rangers signed artemi panarin they you know get a generational defenseman in adam fox mm-hmm helps turn things around. The Devils get a superstar like Jack Hughes in the draft with the number one overall pick, along with Nico Heashier, who's developed into their captain. And and those kind of things fast forward your rebuilds. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers haven't gotten that yet. Right. Um, their highest draft pick was the number two overall in 2017. That turned into being Nolan, Nolan Patrick. And then in that same draft, you have Heashier as the one pick. And then you have the three, four, and five picks all turn into star players in this league. And Nolan Patrick is Nolan Patrick, Nolan Patrick. And he's really not playing now. All that doesn't have to do with him. He's unfortunately got a lot of head injuries and things like that. So um, they've been unfortunate, um, but maybe fortunes will turn in their favor one of these days. Um, I know most fans hope that it'll be uh, this coming draft. Right. And it's, it's crazy what a difference a month has made because in January you did feel like they were making progress and you felt like it was a different team than last year's flyers. And sadly now the past two days you have John Tortorella and Chuck Fletcher both admitting, yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs this year, which we already knew, but they don't want to use the term rebuild. And I totally understand why no coach or GM ever wants to use that phrase, but you're at the point now where, Chuck Fletcher, he spoke to the media today at practice, and he said getting younger 
I swear almost eight times and just continue to say and, and point the fact across that the Flyers don't have those playmakers you just mentioned, and they have to figure out a way to get these younger generational talents quickly. Yeah. Um, and the getting younger thing is a little odd to me because Chuck Fletcher has handed out in the last four years, he's handed out uh, a long-term deal to Kevin Hayes, mm-hmm. uh, a long-term deal to Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, and I'm not saying these players are old, but they're also not young. They're not, um, you're building, they're blocks. no longer yeah. up and coming. They're, they're, they've moved on to veteran status. And the same could be said for Travis Sanheim. Um, I said to Jordan a ton of times last year on this podcast, this season, Travis Sanheim had to shed the young player label mm-hmm. and turn into the veteran, a guy that this team can rely on. Um, I think he's taken strides in that direction, but this messaging that the team that needs to get younger is a little confusing to me because the guys who have recently gotten contracts from this team, um, while they're not older, they're also not like 21 or 22. So it seems to be a shift. Um, and maybe it's a much needed shift. And I mean, if they're able to shed some of these contracts, that's the only way that you're going to, um, that you're going to move forward. And, you know, the other thing can be said is if they can shed some of these contracts, I think you have to look at the free agent landscape to get a superstar. And the one that's going to be out there is David Pasternak from the Bruins. Now, I'm sure the Bruins are going to do what they can to resign him, mm-hmm. but the Bruins have a lot of contracts. I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him because he's going to be getting a hefty price tag. Yeah. So I think that's a name to keep your eye on. I don't know whether this team is in position to go out and make that signing because one player, as we've seen, at least not yet, uh, with Connor McDavid, one player doesn't make a team. Right. Um, You'll get much closer, but yes. is it going to make you into the playoffs next season? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I mean, it's hockey. We have eight seeds win the cup sometimes, yeah. and that generally doesn't happen in the other sports. But um, you're not going to sign up. There, there's not going to be a switch where you can just flip it and say, okay, now we're a playoff Because you got that one guy. Right. 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 And, you know, it's there's a lot of factors. And um, I, I just see a from this trade deadline on, a very busy, just a busy time all the way up until next season for the, the personnel department yeah. within this team. And it has been for the last couple of years. Last year, they traded Claude Giroux. They brought in Owen Tippett, which is uh, looks like to be a key piece of mm-hmm. this uh, franchise going forward. They got some draft capital in that. Um, so they need to continue in that direction because JVR's contract is what it is. I'm not sure they're going to really get a ton. A ton for, yeah. I mean, they'll probably get a draft, a mid round draft pick. Um, so, but you, you, they need to acquire whatever assets they can. And, you know, the landscape of sports now, everybody's talking about tanking and tear it down. And this is the only way you get better. I, I would argue that this team hasn't done that yet. Mm-hmm. And that's been somewhat misguided. The, the aggressive retool has been the term that's come up because Chuck Fletcher said it uh, either last year or a couple of years ago or both. <laughs> um, 
it's that's it's a tough task to do that. It really is. Um, and it the Flyers, this is what they're this is kind of they're in they're kind of stuck in the muck of what's happened ever since the bubble playoffs. And um I I think this is really the first time we've heard them acknowledge this is what we need to do. And it's not a it's really they're not saying teardown, but it's they need to like complete the teardown, I guess, because uh they've done some of that by trading Drew and we all think uh, JVR is going to get moved. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now Travis Konechny's out. Right. So you really have – they're really up against it here, and they really have no choice but to go this direction. Right. Now is the time if you're ever going to do it. All right. You are listening to Flyers Talk. It's brought to you by Great Railing. Stop in Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices of all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. All right. Like Joe just said, we heard, had heard that Travis Konechny has been injured for a good amount of time. We don't have an exact – timetable but Chuck Fletcher did say it's going to be at least three weeks that we see Travis Konechny back on the ice and that is if he even gets back on the ice this season which is it's disappointing because when Travis Konechny got injured it didn't seem too intense and we thought all right you know he's probably going to miss a couple of games but like we talked about the retooling you're now in a position why rush Travis Konechny back there's zero point yeah and and what's interesting is even that game that he came out they said that the the communication that came out from the team and this is very vague in the NHL. It's worse than any of the other sports, but was unlikely to return in that game. So we talked about it on post game. That kind of seemed like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. If there was a chance he might come back for this game. That seems to have gone the other direction. Um, And to me, yes, the scoring is a big deal. And he had just started to refine his game after he went through a little lull. Mm-hmm. But to me, Travis Konechny not being in the lineup really damages the spirit of this team. And I think that's a bigger deal than the scoring because um, he's one of those guys that gets the whole team going. He's He gets under the other team's skin. He draws penalties. Um, and we've heard John Tortorella talk about it. That's his game. And sometimes it's to the detriment of the team, but most times it is not. Most times it is about lifting his teammates, um, whether it be a goal, a hit, getting under, you know, getting, mixing things up. Mm-hmm. And without him in there, there's a there's a lack of um, spark within the whole team up and down the lineup. And I think that's going to be the biggest issue is getting up for these games when you don't have your um, – main energy guy yeah your star there it's the closest thing to a star the flyers had for sure opioid addiction is a national public health crisis the someone you know podcast from the independence blue cross foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma offer hope and humanize the disease of addiction download the new season three of someone you know on all major podcast platforms all right, the Flyers with a little over 20 games left on this season. And like we said, Travis Konechny out for most of those games. And the Flyers not in the playoffs. And John Tortorella yesterday talked a ton about, at this point, he has to change his coaching style to pointing out pride. And that's something he's really going to be paying attention to this next month or so, is who's still putting in the effort. Because I agree, that that tells a lot about a player. It, it's going to be hard to get up for these games, for sure. And, and I liked how he admitted, someone asked the question, when you know you're out of the playoffs, how hard is it to continue to strive and push? And he's like, and most coaches would say, oh, you have to do it, whatever. 
he was like, yeah, it's hard. You know, you're out of it and you still have to get up every day and take the beating. So it's, I'm curious, you know, what players, because it is their job, show up and, and prove to John Tortorella that, that the pride is there. Well, I, I think with this Flyers team, there's a mix of players whose future in the league with the team are uncertain. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the drive. It's I want to make sure I'm the I'm on the first line next season. I want to make sure I'm on the team next season. Yeah. I want to make sure that this coach knows I'm a piece of this going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the Isaac Ratcliffe trade kind of surprised me because before John Tortorella got here, that was a player that a lot of people talked about up and coming, that he was one of the guys that the organization thought highly of. Mm-hmm. We all get the sense that John Tortorella is heavily involved with the personnel in this team right yeah. now. Um, perhaps more than any coach has ever been involved with in this town. Um, and to see him get shipped off for a, a future consideration to me, I know he wasn't with the Flyers much at all, but something tells me that that's like a message that this guy doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And I think this coach has made it clear that if this guy doesn't fit, he's not going to be here. Yeah. And I'm not saying just this, but that, that has been his consistent messaging since he took this job. We need to see who's going to fit here. And, you know, I think that's the motivation to play. Right. Um, If guys on this team that have, term on their contract that are playing for this coach and playing for spots in this lineup, they need to let their play do the talking and tell this coach that they want to be here. And they want, not only do they want to be here, but they want to be in whatever role they want to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the drive. That's, um, that's what you need to see over these last, um, 20 some odd games is who wants to be here and where do they want to be and how do they fit right uh more importantly because we know the coach is going to be looking that at that yeah torts mentioned it who wants to be on on the bus in philadelphia so we're going to see who's in those seats that's for sure yeah and and i mean he's he has shown this year um we've seen it and then in talking to scott who played for him mm-hmm. w- nobody's off limits everybody <sighs> is susceptible to being benched or being dropped in the lineup or whatever the case may be, this coach is willing to do it. And it doesn't matter if you are the top center on the team or the extra forward or extra defenseman, everybody is sort of treated on an equal playing field when it comes to this coach and putting in effort Mm -hmm. and um, showing that you want to be there. Right. Catch all the sports action and more at Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Philly, Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, one more point to make on this podcast from Chuck Fletcher as well today. He, he mentioned some guys, some building blocks, and he mentioned, of course, the Travis Konechny that he was never going to be ever able to be traded at this point this year. Joel Farabee, Owen Tippett. And those are really the only guys that he mentioned, at least today, of, of young guys that he really feels like need to be a flyer. So these last 20 or so games, what questions do you have for the remaining players on this team of guys that you think need to be here? Well, I mean, the immediate questions are the, are the, the trade potential. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Ivan Provorov is a big question. He, mm-hmm. To me, he is a guy that 
seems like a fresh start somewhere else would really benefit him. And I think the Flyers could get something for him. Will that happen? I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and I, I mean, I think I have the same question everybody has about Joel Farabee is, was it just the lack of off-season training that has caused this to we've seen small windows where we saw the player that he was before but for the most part he's looked like a guy that ran out of gas at different times during the season and just wasn't there he wasn't a force he wasn't noticeable um he certainly was not a shell of a player that that this team was going to rely on for goals which they have before and Really coming into the season, we talked a lot about how they this team lacked scoring. It wasn't a mystery to anyone, and he was going to be one of the guys that they counted on for scoring, and he hasn't scored since January 7th or 9th or something like that. I mean, that's just – I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you have um, – I think Nick Delorier has three goals in the time since Joel Farabee has in the in – scored his last goal, and – Nick Deloria is a guy that, yeah. I mean, you going into the season, you didn't know if he could have three goals on the year, yeah. let alone three in the time since Farabee scored his last goal. So it's just, it, that's been, a, it's been a weird season for Joel. And I think that's a big question. Owen Tippett, my question, not, my question for him is nothing negative at all. My question for him is what is his ceiling? Yeah. How much better can he get? Because to me, he's been better this year than I thought he could be last year when they got him. Mm-hmm. So can he be that power forward? We heard Al talking about it the other night on uh, either pre or post game about him developing into that power forward, mm-hmm. a guy that just causes havoc in front of the net. He's got a great shot. We saw that the other night. Um, so to me, the, the arrows pointing up for yeah. Owen Tippett. Um Joel Farabee, it remains to be seen. I mean, because the the proof is going to be, assuming he gets out of the season and he's healthy, because uh, hockey's notorious for the season ends and then you start hearing about this laundry list of surgeries that all these guys needed. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, well, that's why he looked so bad right. during the season. Right. Assuming that Joel Farabee comes out of this season and we don't hear about an injury that he was dealing with other than recovering from the surgery he had last off season, if he gets that full off season in and comes back next year, we're we need to see production from him, yeah. or else the the questions about his future are really going to start then. Um, so, and then just what is how is this team going to clear the space needed to infuse the roster with more talent, more uh, more scoring? Um, I I feel like their defense that we thought was set up for the future. I'm not so sure it is anymore, particularly if they're, you know, if they're shopping or considering trading Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo. I mean, those are two two guys that are under contract for next season. So, um, you know, Sanheim's going to be there. You know, Ristolainen's going to be there. Um, And I mean, I don't know. Is Nick Sealer going to be there? Because it seems like Nick Sealer is a commodity now mm-hmm. because he's not making a ton of money and he's played very well for the Flyers this season. For so, sure. I mean, it it seems to me like this entire roster is um, question mark. Yeah. 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 I mean, big one. Right. <laughs> because before the season, I think we would have said, regardless of how he plays 
Kevin Hayes is going to be here because of the number that he makes and the years left on his deal. Well, now all of a sudden they're shopping Kevin Hayes. Yeah. Now will somebody take him? Five. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And if you trade him, the chances of you getting anything are slim because you're probably going to have to pick up some of his contract. There's Mm -hmm. nobody that's trading for the rest of his deal in full. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't happen. It won't happen in this era of the NHL with the salary cap, the way it is, it's just not going to happen. And um, so it's, it's almost as if the things that we said we could count on looking forward, uh, all of a sudden those things are also somewhat questionable now. Um, But I'm not, I'm not necessarily certain that the fan base has a problem with that because I don't know that they liked as a whole, the pieces that you could count on, I'm not sure that they were totally in love with those pieces to start yeah. out with. Right. You know, um, it's not like you had a, like we talked earlier about the Devils and Jack Hughes. It's not like you have a McDavid. You don't have, like, who are you building around? You don't have that yet. And I, you have a I'm, couple okay pieces, but a right. solidified A-plus piece. Yeah, you right. Have and it. I think everything we've heard from John Tortorella all year is, saying we don't know what we're building around yet that's what i'm trying to find out and sadly i still don't think they know that. i don't and think, I think they that's know. the most aggravating part right now is it's it's march and you still don't know and that's this whole year was supposed to be about learning that yeah it was and i think what they learned is they have what you just said you have some okay pieces yeah but okay pieces are good for your bottom six forwards and maybe your third pair of defense mm-hmm. And or second, yeah. but they're not good for your top power play, your top six forwards, you know, your top D pair. Okay, isn't gonna okay is gonna have you mired in purgatory in this league, just like it does in every other sport. Well, it'll be this year, you know, five times. It's, yes. it's just repeating yeah. it over and over yep. and over again, which I understand is maddening to fans and the people working the shows as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I mean, if you look at it. The other than the bubble playoffs, when it really seemed like they could get something done and they run into this Islanders team that has been the thorn in their side mm-hmm. for a number of years now, the, they've kind of been stuck in this middle yeah. area since they made the Stanley Cup final 12 years ago. Right. Um, they've had playoff appearances, their first round exits. They haven't won a playoff series since 2012. Um, and the first round appearances that they made were uh, outside of the bubble were less than ceremonious. Let's say, I mean, a first round exit against Washington, a first round exit against Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. in two series that really, I mean, I don't know that anybody expected them to win. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it's been for the last decade plus here. And This franchise, you can't sell this franchise on first round exits in the playoffs. That's not, uh, it's just not, not what we're here for. And it's not what fans here got used to. And um, it just, I feel like they've been chasing to capture the magic of the 2010 team Mm -hmm. since 2010. (laughs) I really do. I mean, that team had the personalities. We work with one of them now that, the fans gravitated toward Mm -hmm. and we've talked about the 
energy that surrounded that team and the fans packing the building to watch a road game on Fanavision and all those sort of things. And I just feel like they, this team's been chasing that. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, chasing the energy of the other teams in town. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies World Series, the Eagles win a Super Bowl. They just made another Super Bowl. The Sixers have been consistently in the playoffs mm-hmm. and have people thinking they really have a chance to make a run yeah. at a championship. And then the Flyers just seem like they're kind of lost behind Great. all that. And um, they used to be the uh, the trendsetter in this city mm-hmm. for a long time. And that just hasn't been the case for the last decade plus. And um, they, I would say the fan base is more than desperate to be back to that stage. Mm-hmm. And uh it ain't going to happen tomorrow. No, it's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> whole lot of questions around these Philadelphia Flyers right now. They are back in action tomorrow night against the Rangers. That game is on TNT. We will be back NBC Sports pre and post game live on Sunday against the Red Wings. Puck drop is at six o'clock Sunday night. So thank you for tuning in to Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railings for Joe. I am Ashlyn. Jordan will be back next week. Have a great afternoon. Thank <laughs> you.